Welcome back, baby. Welcome back to the Mate How Good Words podcast with me, Josh. And me, Dono. Dono, how you doing, mate? You all right? Bit of shadow boxing yeah. there. Hard bastard. Yeah. Just have to get myself fucking G'd up, mate. This is, this is my fourth my fourth pod? Yeah, fourth. I'm trying I'm trying to really get get in the mindset. I'm trying to treat it like a fight, you know, before I get into yeah. the, the, the boring nitty-gritty of the stats and all that bollocks. Yeah. You, I mean, to be fair, I mean, you've been a shambles at points, but I actually think you've done quite well so far, so well done you. And if to, I mean, if today goes well, more shadow boxing, please. All right, we'll see how it goes. All right, right, let's, I'm going to, first things first, I see you got, you got an England shirt on, haven't you? Oh, fucking hell, here we go. Yes, <laughs> I've got your, my English shirt on. How was, how was your, how was um, England Malta? Right, you did go up, right. and you went up in a Hummer as well, didn't you? The no, it wasn't Hummer. a Hummer. <laughs> no, right, for the record, it wasn't a Hummer. It was a party bus, which, well, it, it, I mean, a party bus. It was like one of those, um, uh, what do you call it? It's like, it looked like a private school bus that you see driving about. Um, but when it opened up, it had pyrotechnics. Um, <laughs> it had like a metal floor, obviously, because people have been drinking in there, so you can easily wash it out. And these like terrible, a little disco ball going. Um and then like these terrible studded leather seats. But yeah, no, it was a, it was a good laugh. But the 9am pickup from the Brewers Fair was was not the one. <laughs> what time did you get home? Uh, I got <laughs> so picked up from the Brewers Fair at 9am and I got home. I was dropped off not far from my house at 2am. <laughs> <laughs> all, all for England Malta 2-0 <laughs> the best thing was um, obviously we spent the whole day in London just waiting for the game um, 70 minutes in I was ready to leave I was I was done with it um, the game was probably the worst part of the day I'm not going to lie yeah we, we won't speak about the rest of your day but I know that you you enjoyed you enjoyed your big Friday in London and then we went out we went out back on the old fucking bears didn't we on the Saturday as well but, yes, yeah, it was um, it was a bit of a heavy weekend actually. International break sometimes gets like that. I find you just kind of just biding your time, waiting for the football to waiting for the Premier League football to come back. And thank God it has come back. Yeah, um, yeah, thank God. We also said I also said on the last podcast as well. Um, I guarantee you that England will absolutely batter Malta, and I also think <laughs> I said batter the other team as well. And I said, and if they don't, I'll apologise, but I won't be apologising because it will happen. One all with yeah. North Macedonia, two 0 against Malta, and we didn't have a shot in the first half. It was dreadful, mate. It was. It's it's a nothing game though, and I know it's yeah. a qualifier. It is a nothing game. If we were if we were looking if we needed to win, we would. I think we would have blown her away, but. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Players can't. Fans weren't up for it when we were there. Nah. The the players can't get up for it. It's, it's yeah. It's just a formality, I think. But if it was important, we would have rattled the arse off them, like you said. But it wasn't important, so no rattling. Exactly, mate. We would have steamrolled them in the party bus. <laughs> I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna. Once this goes out, I'm going to post some pictures of the party bus, and I'm going to let I'm going to let the 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 viewers or the listeners or whatever decide whether they think it is a Hummer or not. I don't think it is a Hummer. I wish it it's was a Hummer so a bad. Hummer. Yeah, I know. I wish yeah. it was a Hummer. So I'm pushing that narrative because I just wish it was a Hummer. Um, but it was like, like you said, it's like a school bus. Like the when you had an away game when you play for your school team or something with one of the it. buses you took to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, was there any cheap champagne on there or anything like that or not? 
Um, they donate. They, they I say donate. Donated. They. Um, I can't remember. They were faffing about with the booking, and apparently, as a result of that, they gave us two crates of Budweiser for for free. Um, but at nine a.m., that's like the last thing you want to drink is a Budweiser. Um, but yeah, I had a couple of them on the way up. It was they're quite nice actually. But I love the I love the fact they're like fucking hell. Fair play to these lads for doing it for doing a, a what a t- eleven hour session prior for it to England Malta and absolute dead rubber. We'll just donate them a couple of Budweisers. <laughs> The best thing was because obviously it's a it was a bit of a slog. Not many people. We we had obviously there was quite a few of us there. I'd say about fifteen of us. Um, we had a few leftover tickets, and I was trying to offer them out to people to see if anyone would come. Absolutely, obviously, absolutely nobody's <laughs> up for a nine a.m. nine a.m. bus. Um, text a few people. They were like, "Yeah, what time are you leaving?" I was like, "Oh, well, like in twenty minutes." <laughs> and everyone's like, "Well, no, I'm at work, so that's that's not going to happen." Um, yeah, it was funny, man. It was it was good because we had a couple of spare tickets, and we said to the driver, we were like, "Oh, do you want to do you want to come watch the game with us?" And then obviously he didn't realize Scottish accent. He was like, "Now nah, I'm alright, lads." <laughs> <laughs> oh, quality, man. That's you were like, good. "Why? I'm Scottish." Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and also, it's England fucking Malta. What? There's another like. I know it's England and stuff, but anyway, let's go past it. It's done. It's done. <laughs> um. To come back to the, I'm just going to come back to that on something we had. We had a, me and you had a conversation last time about who would we rather see as a pairing or not, who would we rather see? Who, what would be the lesser of two yeah. evils, having Madison and Kane or having Bellingham and Watkins? And you were going, Bellingham and Watkins, unbelievable. 90%. 90% of people agree with me that you'd rather have Madison and Kane than Bellingham and Watkins. What are your I first thoughts just... on that? Well, I think people are underestimating how good Jude Bellingham actually is. Um, Ollie Watkins scored again at the weekend. Um, Ollie, Jude Bellingham also scored again at the weekend. I know Harry Kane's absolutely blowing it away in Bundesliga, but... Yeah, and he also scored on the weekend as well. Yeah. Um, Do you see the stat about, did you see the stat about Jude Bellingham? Jude Bellingham is the fastest player. He has scored the most goals in his first 15 games in Real Madrid history. So out of all the players that have ever played for Real Madrid in their first 15 games, no one has ever scored more than Jude. Jude got th- a 14. Cristiano Ronaldo got 13. I think De Stefano got 13 as well. And he's it's in the middle. I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for him. him. <laughs> I'm just waiting for him to slow down, but I just I just can't see it. If he he's, carries on, imagine he, imagine he goes on to hit like 25 goals this season for Real Madrid from midfield. It's just it's just mental. Mate, if he, he probably was, will. Yeah, he, he, I'd be he could hit 25 goals by February. Like the way he's going, he's scoring in every, he's scoring in pretty much every game. It may. 14 and 15, do you know what I mean? <laughs> if he, like 25 goals, what he needs to score, what they'll play another 35 games this season, including cups and Champions League, etc. Yeah. at least. He's getting 10 goals in 35 games. Easy. Yeah. He's taking the piss, mate. I love probably get so. 10 goals by December. I feel like we should have a separate podcast where we just, every podcast we've spent at least five minutes talking about how much we love Jude Bellingham. I fu- I love him. I can't. I, yeah, I don't want to talk about him anymore because yeah, I just right, okay, keep fine. repeating myself. Yeah, yeah, fine. All right, sweet. Right, the other thing we spoke about was the biggest club in Italy, and we've actually come to a. We've actually now decided between all of us that it's Milan. Milan are the biggest club in Italy. Decide who's all of us? Just me and you. No, I put that as a poll. I mostly got Milan as well. So about the six people that voted Milan on that poll and us two. <laughs> <laughs> the um, six Englishmen that voted on that poll. Yeah. Did you see they? Yeah, did yeah. you see they gave a fifteen-year-old a debut this weekend as well? Two thousand and eight, he was born. No, what mate, were you doing in two thousand and eight? 
got had you had one me get off my two thousand and eight? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I was on at least two or three a day then. How old have we been? 2008, 15 years ago, so I mean 14. I reckon I'd have had a few get-offs by then. Good few get-offs. Yeah. Liquid nappy nights, mate. <laughs> Liquid nappy nights. Going there, stone cold sun, being like, oh, I can't believe what I did last night. <laughs> you and your LD, mate. Unlimited, unlimited Cokes and Coke Zero, so I'd have like 12 Coke Zeros. We'd be able to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to sleep. Be up pissing every two minutes. My belly would just be so full. But it was real night out. Um, I remember. I remember once when we were in the queue for liquid that someone dropped a stink bomb in the queue, and the bouncer was like, "If I find out who fucking did that, I'm gonna knock you out. Knock us out. Fourteen. But everyone was shitting themselves as well. Thinking, yeah, mate, was. I was, mate, I was in the back of my head. I'm like, shit, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Honestly, it wasn't me. It actually was me, obviously, but. Um, someone that fucking got his son um, dropped your fucking stink bomb in <laughs> quality um, mad 2008 he was born 15 years old I can't remember the, I can't remember the lad's name and I don't want to I don't want to check out to pretend I'm interested but I've seen the video of his parents crying while he comes on and stuff like that that is mad isn't it he's can you imagine walk, him walking back into school today he'd be like Psh, fuck off any teacher asking him to do something Let's assume his name's like Daniele. He's like, Daniele, have you done your homework? Fuck off, Misa. I don't have <laughs> homework. I'm going to find his name out now, just so I can do it. Francesco, Francesco. You've not done your maths homework, Francesco. He's thinking, fuck off, mate. I was too busy playing for Milan last night in front of uh, 80,000. So, um, yeah, he's not going to need homework, is he? Nah, he's not. Nah, he's, and also... We were talking about our get-offs when we were 14. He's 15. I bet his get-off numbers are really high. Now. I bet he's had six get-offs today at least. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably gone into school. He's known he's Italian. He's probably had five fags before school, five get-offs. A <laughs> couple of kisses on the cheeks turns into a couple of get-offs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, this has gone... I don't know where, I don't know how this has started in this. It's gone, going from nappy nights and get-offs. But... Um, the last thing I got asked to talk about as well was my assist a couple of weeks ago, right? Unbelievable. I'll set the scene. Sorry, end, your assist Oh, in Sunday League football. Saturday League football. Yeah, biggest of game on Saturday. Um, so at West End, we're top of the league, seven out of seven wins out of seven games. Um, but I just want to imagine you're just like a, you're playing a back three, cultured. Um, Where do you play, sorry? Right, uh, right at the back three. Centre back, right centre, right, right centre back. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. imagine, imagine you've got like a, you just got so much vision in your locker. You just have every pass in there if you wanted to. It's like I've got a set of golf clubs mm-hmm. as a right foot because I can hit a driver, a putter, whatever I need to. And I just see someone making a run and just do a forty yard chipped pass. So 50, 60, 70 yard chip pass straight over everyone, straight onto one of our <laughs> running midfielders who then goes on and scores. Imagine that was what actually happened. But the reality of what actually happened is <laughs> I got I got the ball. A player was quite close to me. I was like, shit. <laughs> Did try to do like a little half-ass clearance over the top because I'm fucking useless. And then it went to one of the players that was actually half decent and he ran through and scored. So how I span the narrative is what I would like to think happened. What actually happened was the latter. Shat my pants and booted it. And it just ended up going to someone and we scored. <laughs> I mean... Uh- <laughs> Half half of that is just trying, mate, and you've put yeah. a lovely ball in, and he's got to do he's got to do the dirty work. But yeah, he's, he's through on goal, isn't he? 
I think I think the thing is as well, Donna, is like what I've understood, uh, and someone actually once said this to me in a different context while I was playing football, is like the world needs bin men. Do you know what I mean? And mm. I just am a bin man on a football pitch, just there to be big, jump head and, and kick and probably miss heads and miss kicks and not really do too much more than that and give it to the people that are half decent. So I'm a bin man of a player and I and I fully accept that. So when I do something good, do you know what I mean? I'm going to fucking run and rave back. It's three, it was three weeks ago, two weeks ago. I'm, I don't give a fuck. Like, assist of the season, assist of the century. Um, you don't give a fuck, but it happened three weeks ago, still talking about it. <laughs> yeah. also, also, if you, also, if you want to check out our special, Mate, How Good Was Josh's Assist? <laughs> That'll be coming out on all streaming <laughs> platforms shortly. Um, right, on to, on to more, let's say so the business, not the business, but the business. Um, let's start with, so we said, if anything big happens in football, we would make a podcast. No, we didn't. Everton getting deducted 10 points. What do you think? Bullshit or not bullshit? Um, I think if Everton are the the barometer for what is to come for Chelsea and City, then I think fair enough. But I do not see a situation where Man City are treated in the exact same way as Everton. Not Neither Chelsea. Maybe Chelsea, but Man City, I just can't see it happening. I can't see any of those 115 charges leading to a 10-point deduction. Which is fucking mental, isn't it? And I think... Uh, yeah, I just, I've just lost faith in it. I just don't see... I, I lost faith in, this, in like the way football is, is heading. And I can't, see, I can't see, for example, them proving the exact same charges for Man City and giving them a 10-point deduction at this stage of the season. Never. Yeah. No, me neither. I think as well, we spoke about when we when we did the podcast a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about um when we were talking about Napoli and Marseille and Scousers and those type of people that think they're like all like the they have a pack mentality, tribe mentality of they are scouts, mm. not English type thing. I think that picking a club like Everton, it couldn't be a worse club for it to happen to because they feel like the whole world they feel like the whole world's against them. Um to me it comes across like that anyway. Because the reality is, is they might be the shittest run club in the world. Um, yeah. And well, I've got like, I, I don't have anything. I Like my memories of Everton uh, when I was younger are like Moyes and Moyes and Pienaar, Fellaini, like those mm. type of players and being of like a good standard and a good club. And now it is just a fucking shambles, isn't it? And I think that, yeah. I think that they're going to feel really aggrieved if nothing happens to like marketable city and mm. like, Chelsea from the posh part of London, but Everton, who are scousers, get the get the what get the point deductions they have. And I'm also going to say, like rightly so, I think the this is someone else talking it as well. It's not fair that the stupidity in the boardroom is something that directly affects fans. No, I agree, especially when, um, especially when it's in a stage where Everton are going to be. I actually don't want on about waffling there. Um, Do you mean in a stage where Everton was starting to look like half decent? Because the thing is as well is that there's been, it's literally been like Benitez comes in, shambles. Lampard comes in, a little bit, fair enough, yeah, they stayed up, but all in all are shambles. And then <laughs> Daesh comes in and it starts to look like he kept them up last year, which was, it was a shambles, but not his fault. And now the things look like they were way more positive than they have been. 14 points, they're what's it, 14th in the league. And now it's back to them being 19th and it's a shambles again. To be fair, 
this probably couldn't happen at a better time for Everton in terms of yeah. where they are and who they have as their manager. If it happened to them, say, two seasons ago under Lampard, I can't remember how, where they finished uh, in terms of points, but they would have been fucked. They would have been yeah, really agreed. fucked. They would have been really struggling. Stayed to up on the last day. Get, struggling to get a coach in that would be able to drag them out because he wasn't going to do that. Um, right. 10 points is is massive. But this season, with the quality of the teams, which I'm sure we'll discuss... I can't. I think they'll be. All, I think they'll be all right. I've looked. I've just. I had. A, I had a look at the table earlier. Um, I think there are three worse teams. Yeah. They're obviously going to be down there now. Cause ten points is still huge. They're not. Yeah. They're not ten points off the relegation zone comfortably r- without the deduction. Um, yeah. But I still think they'll. I still think they'll get enough points to stay up. Yeah. So do I. I also. I also want them to stay up because I do yeah. think it's unfair. I want them to stay up more now that this has happened because I feel I would I wouldn't want Everton to go down anyway, um, but I want them to stay up more now because I it feels unfair. Like, it does feel really unfair on them that they've got this deduction. So hopefully step. And I love Sean Dyche. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, that I, I was look. Are you still wearing that fucking coat that John McGinn slagged him off for yesterday as well? I, to be fair, if you're going to get rinsed for that coat, you've got, you've got to stick with it, haven't you? Yeah. You yeah. can't if go you, and change it. No, 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 you're not. You're going to you, look no. a right mug. If, if Joel McGinn's yeah. gone, you need to change your coat and you go and change it the next week. He's, he's rattled you. You, you've, you, look a, you. you just look silly, don't you? Could you imagine if Sean Dyche turned up in like a trap star puffer or something like that on the side? <laughs> Mate, I want to discuss this actually. Unai Emery's coats. Have you seen? Ooh, have you know, Have you ever seen? Yeah, them? yeah, yeah. Unai Emery's coats. He, like, I, I reckon, since he's been the Villa manager, he's worn Stone Island. Yeah. Hugo Boss. Yeah. I want to say, um, I want to say Louis Vuitton as well. <laughs> no, I haven't seen the Louis Vuitton. But... His coats, mate, his <laughs> coats are amazing. So always like not... kind of like a black, like just like yeah. a plain black, but he's always got the badge in as well. Yeah, little Selfridges shopper, Unai Emery. I wouldn't, you wouldn't I put him as someone, you wouldn't put, I'd put him as someone who like still wears like Gola or like Joma trainers yeah. and stuff like that. Wouldn't I wouldn't be putting him as that, but yeah, shout out Uma, Unai. Um, coming back to the Everton thing, I mean, we've got to talk about, we've got to talk about yesterday and we've got to talk about the goal from yesterday. I, oh, is yeah. it the best ever? Not the best no. ever goal, but the best ever overhead kick. As a goal no. alone, not in context, uh, Why? I've watched it back. It's yeah. very similar to Rooney's. It's at the time I didn't think it was better, but I've watched it back. It, it is definitely better. Yeah, I mean the context of Rooney's is is different. It's in a derby. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a bigger moment, isn't it? Um, yeah. But I think the Garnacho one, the technique is he's further out, it? and it's at a tighter angle. It's it's amazing. It's a great yeah. goal. Um, I know someone, one of our friends said it, a goalkeeper with longer arms probably saves it. But, no, no chance. But, no chance. It doesn't matter because that's not, it, he's in goal. So it's irrelevant. I don't, I don't agree with that. I think it's literally, per, I think it's impeccable. There's literally nothing wrong with it. Yeah, there's, I don't think there's, I think it's, I think it's the best that the, I think it's the best overhead kick that I've, I think is the best in Premier League history personally. Okay, I think it the is. The best in Premier League history. Best overhead kick in Premier League history. Yeah, I think it's better. Or the I don't best think it's not. No, no, no. It's not the best overhead kick ever. Bale's one is better, and Mexes's yeah. one is better. Bale, Bale's is Bale's and Mexes's <laughs> are better. Bale's is Bale's is. I know you can't. 
I know we were like, oh, don't put context into it, but Gareth Bale does that overhead kick in a fucking Champions yeah, League final. That matters. Yeah. Because you, you, the audacity to try it, the audacity to try an overhead kick is applaudable itself. But to do it and execute it in a game, but in a game of the highest magnitude is just, yeah, it's just insane. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, Garnacho, well done. Brilliant, brilliant yeah. overhead kick. Is it the best in Premier League history overhead kicks? Oh, maybe. That, I honestly, I think the the Benteke one against United is so forgotten, is so fucking good. But again, is his more of like a sideways volley instead of an overhead kick? Like Carroll's is not an overhead kick. Mm. I mean, yeah, Benteke scored a few of those like... Yeah, they're kind. They're, kind, they're not. They're not over it. No, but it's a great. You've got to wind goal. it up, haven't you? Yeah, um, yeah. On that as well. Yesterday, I mean, obviously, three 0 for United looks better than what he was. <clears throat> I said to you a couple of weeks ago about I feel like Anana's getting better. And he was mm. very. He was good. He was good again yesterday. He was good again yesterday. But I tell, I'm, I'm telling you who I'm telling you, and I don't. I'm. I'm not going to get. I'm not getting too excited because it's one game. But Kobe Mainu in midfield, yeah. he looked, he looked, you know, when I feel like when young players come on and play for their club for the first time, whether they start off the bench, whatever, feel like the when I'm like, oh, they look good. It's usually because they're energetic and they run around and they're like, oh, mm. they play with no fear. They tried to take it past someone. They tried to do blah, blah, blah. Like when I watched Ganacho for the first time, I was like, oh, there's a player there. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Because he just run, he used to just run at people. But Kobe Mainu looked like the most, like the coolest mm-hmm. head in the whole entire stadium at 18 years old. And the, the rumours were that they weren't going to buy Amrabat if, or they weren't going to get Amrabat on loan if he wasn't, if he was fit because they think so highly of him. I mean, I was, I was seriously impressed by him yesterday. Yeah, he, he looked really good. Um, I, I think, I, I watched, I, was, I saw the highlights on Match of the Day and they did a good piece on him. And the way he like takes the ball off the de- off the defenders, turns out, plays forward passing on his on his Premier League debut at such a young age, yeah. it's kind of the player you've been screaming out for as well. Yeah, that kind of holding midfielder that can play forward as well. And, and I'm also how hard are they? To, how hard are they to come by? And how much are they going to cost you as well? Especially yeah. at that age, you're laughing. If he can come, if he can come good, which I'm sure he will, given time, I got a real gem there. I think. I'm also going to say as well on terms of he's the exact type of player we've been crying out for. I mean, I like, like this is, this is, this is fucking oh, hopeful thing. This is no, 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 not as his hopeful thinking. If he comes good, like you said, he's also the exact type of person that we've been calling out for to partner rice. Not, I'm not yeah. saying he is, I'm not <laughs> saying he's going to play for England and he's going to partner rice or whatever, but someone like him is the type of player that we need. Someone who is a holding midfielder that dictates play a little bit more, that sits a little bit deeper than rice would. To be fair, Knowing Gareth Southgate, he likes to show a bias towards the traditional big six clubs. He likes these England yeah. players to play for them. I mean, yeah. if he goes on to play most of Man United's games for the rest of the season, stands out, I would not be surprised if he was in that squad. No, I, mean, I know yeah. he's played one game, but that's the that's the way he thinks mental, it? honestly. If he mental. did that for like a Brighton, a Villa, uh, a, a, a Newcastle, he probably wouldn't. But it may United, Gareth Southgate, if you watch it. Definitely. Yeah, but there's I also I don't I, I don't agree with Gareth's big six bias from picking no. players. But I think there's a difference. I do think there is a difference in 
if someone performed to the level, let's say he performs really well all the rest of the season, it's more impressive doing that for Man United than it is for doing it for Brighton or whatever. Because Brighton are really good. Because although yeah. Brighton are Brighton are really good in the sense of they're doing they're lower than us in the league, but they're doing really well with how they should be doing, and they play good football and they're overachieving, and it's not a big as a, a bigger club. Whereas Man United are in crisis every week. There's shit loads more pressure that comes to play over Man United. And the reality is, is we're much more disjointed as a squad and we play in a much more disjointed way. So if he did do that for Man United, yeah. I don't know. I don't think he will, but this is this is all complete hype. It's one fucking game against Everton. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, but but if I'll be really interested to see if he plays against Newcastle the weekend. Because I don't I don't think Ten Hag fancies Amrabat. No, I don't, I don't think so either. At all. Based on the amount of games he's played, and to be honest, what I've seen him play, I've not been impressed. He looked good at the World Cup, but yeah. I don't know if he's cut out for the for the Premier League. Yeah, um, right. Let's 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 enough of Man United. We'll, we'll talk. I, I can talk about it all day, but I don't want to. Villa happy result yesterday. Absolutely fucking buzzing, mate! What a massive result that is. We've got some really hard games coming up. Um, we've got so the next the, the next run of games is Bournemouth. Man City and Arsenal. So yesterday's result was huge. If we'd gone and lost that game, you're looking at maybe f- three points, maybe against Bournemouth. You, you'd expect to beat Bournemouth. You should beat Bournemouth. Bournemouth. It's Bournemouth away. They've been picking up a few results. They've looked they looked really good at the weekend. Um, I know they're playing Sheffield United, but still to go away from home and score three goals, and they did look really good, especially in transition. Um, oh, all right, David Ornstein. <laughs> transition. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's really good in the transition. Mate, um, what was the what was the Dick Tech saying? Was he passing it to the Terry Quista or was he playing out oh, to the half back or mate, the inverted left wing back or Yeah. He had the chalkboard out at half time yeah, showing the, yeah. the passing lanes, yeah, the double well, pivot. Well, yeah, yeah. All yeah, of yeah. that. Um but nah, yeah. Um so yeah, in terms in terms of the next four games, that's how I look at that's how you kind of look at it. Um yeah. that's a massive three points. If 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 you said to me at the start of the the four game run so before the game yesterday if, if, ideally I think six points is massive out of out of those four games so yeah. you get three already I'm hoping we're going to get three against Bournemouth which we should yeah. and then the other two I hate saying they're three hits but they're both at home so City and Arsenal we're, we're unbeaten at home since the last time we played one Arsenal them. which is I think it was like Feb or March last yeah. year we've won every game since at home so I'd love to go and beat one of them too as well. I think, fucking I brilliant, think you could it? beat one of them. I think you could beat I one of them. I think so. Don't you find, I also find the the Spurs situation just so mental how like, and there's obviously loads of reasons to it, but just how fickle football is. When people are, oh, yeah. you're so fickle as a football fan. Yeah, Spurs, Spurs were on people's radars to be in like title contenders three games ago. Literally yeah. three games, and they've lost three games, and now all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, they'd be lucky to get in the Champions League." That is literally just how fickle the sport because things are so. James Madison getting injured, Van der Ven getting injured, Romero getting mm. sent off, a doggy getting sent. Do you know what I mean? Like they're so. You can't. Emerson Royale playing centre back yesterday. I didn't think With he ben actually. Was, I, I, yeah, they had four fullbacks in their back four, and the reality, I didn't think he did too bad a job. Nah, I but, think Emerson Royale can do a job at centre back. Not like he's not amazing, but. No. A lot better than Ben Davies does. Um, ben Davies is shit, isn't he? Yeah, ben Davies yeah, is one not, of those he's players. Not amazing. How how is he? There's some players I look at some clubs and think how that shows the sign of a club that's not properly run. That players like that are still there. How is Ben Davies yeah. still playing for Spurs? Uh, yeah, he's like he doesn't does an all right job at, at left back. He doesn't yeah. really. He's not. He's like a. He's like a seven out of ten maybe most yeah. weeks. 
yeah, he's nothing special, but yeah. Um, um, Spurs is a funny one, isn't it? I think yeah. watching them yesterday, they were first 20 minutes, they were absolutely all over us. But yeah, I don't know if it's like naivety from um, Postacoglu, but they just, they, I, I think they, they don't have a plan B. They, I know he says it every time, he's like, we're going to play the same way no matter what. But yeah. I think a good manager has, has, is able to change it up. And he did it, yeah. and that's what cost him the game. It did, but also they had three goals ruled out that were really tight offsides. They nearly scored one or two more. As, one of them, def- one or I two. I think of them one, of them, one of them was tight, the one where um, it bounces back to Son and he puts it in. I think that one was tight, but the one where Son's like five yards offside. Yeah. Was, I don't know what he's playing out there. If Brennan Johnson, if Brennan Johnson's got a... a a stud that's two inches longer he scores in the second half and he yeah. slides into the back post like yes I agree with it but I also think they are they're, they're still if, if if it was two all or three two spurs yesterday I wouldn't be like whoa what a surprise but I also in the same sense think Villa should, should have won do you know what I mean I don't think they're, they're creating chances they're creating a lot of chances still he's still doing yeah. a very good job because there is some absolute dross in that side yeah I agree um, I think I, I think they're probably overperforming at the moment, yeah. they're probably they're riding the crest of a wave at the moment, but I think yeah, they back him. Yeah, they're definitely um, a threat. Watkins' goal as well, by the way. Can we just take a second, mate? What a that is that is like the that is what the dream thing for you to see your centre forward to do is take one touch, leather it, score, isn't it? Like that's that's it's, all you want to see because he did. He had a very similar chance in the set in the first. I think it was the first half. Might have been the same half where McGinn plays it to him and he falls over his own feet <laughs> in the penalty area. But now that that finish, the ball the ball from Tielemans, I know it's such a, it's, it's like a five-yard pass, but it's so good. Yeah, Puts him straight in. His first touch is brilliant and he bangs it in. So, yeah, yeah I, he misses a quite a lot, Watkins, but yeah, yeah it's, never, it's never three points because of one of his yeah. goals, so can't really complain. Um, the other thing before we go on to talk about who we're going to talk about is uh, two points. Is the biggest game of the weekend, should it always be half four on a Sunday? Before we talk talk about City Liverpool. I would I would say so, yeah. You kind of want to build up to it, don't you? Yeah. That's how I that's how I think crap. I thought it was crap that it was a half twelve. I also thought the game I also thought the game wasn't great. I I didn't think the game was it wasn't. It was there were, there were like parts of it were good, but like the game wasn't great. And like, Allison turned into Allison Onana in the in the in the first half well, and the second yeah. half. What the fuck happened? What he couldn't kick? That was so yeah. weird. So I think I I I mean I think Allison's I hate Liverpool, but I think Allison's the best about personally. So the fact that, he, that but I was having a conversation with someone else about it, and then it was like, well, how can you say that? Have you seen the way he's? Have you seen how the way he's playing today? But it's like. I've never seen any. It was so weird, and what else is weird. Trent, Trent getting the Sky Sports Man of the Match, but then the official Man of the Match being Jeremy Doku, the person we played up against. Fucking figure that one out for me. So the left winger who's absolutely tore the right back to shreds is Man of the Match, but also the right back who scored a goal is also the Man of the Match. <laughs> Fuck those. Jeremy Doku, where do we stand with him? Um, what, what do you think of him as a player? Be honest. Um... What do I think of Jeremy Docker as a player? <laughs> Super raw. Yeah. Really, really, really raw. Mm-hmm. And that rawness is obviously a detriment to his overall productivity 
But I think in a weird way, it's actually working quite positively for him because he just runs at people and people love that because City wingers don't generally tend to do that. I have, and this is going to sound properly on the fence, but I do not know how good he is going to be. I don't know whether yeah. he'll be, I don't know whether he's going to be like a squad player for City eventually or he's going to go and be class. He, he, like, when have City had direct, like, properly direct wingers? Like, Ster- I suppose Sterling, maybe to an extent, but Sane was the last one I would think of. Yeah, I think I think it was Gary Neville that said, like, before the game, he was like, Doku is such a weird player because he's he's the complete opposite of the kind of player that you'd expect Pep Guardiola to sign. I think yeah. that's so true. When, you see, when he plays, he gives me, like, he gives me... Um, like Adama Traore um, mixed with um, Alantic Maximum, like that yeah. unpredictability. But I can't figure out if he's actually really good at dribbling or if he's just, the defenders are just scared to go get too close to him. I, th- I think, he's, so I think he's, he's, he's definitely better than those other, he's definitely better than the other two. He def- yeah. he's, he's, he's definitely better than the other two of that. I think he's, I, I mean... Yeah, I'm leaning more towards he's good than he's not good. And that he will be very good more than he won't be. Yeah, I don't want to stick my neck out on the line and say he's shit because he's definitely not shit. To but be said, I'm just a bit, I'm on the fence about whether or not I think he's as good as everyone's hyping him up to be. What do you think's a worse shout? Doku being shit or Kobe Manu going to the World Cup? Because they're both not Doku great. Uh, what, what's the worst shout? Yeah. Doku being shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's quite bad to be fair. Um, to the last, we need to get a poll out on um, whether whether Armani is going to go to the world to the Euros or not. Because I think I'm, I think that's worth a fifty p bet. What do you reckon, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put. I'm going. I don't know. I might put that on. I might put a quid on it. But I also am going to not. I'm also going to wait until he gets overrun by Newcastle's midfield with Lewis Miley in it on Saturday. Is that who you got um, next? Fuck yeah! yeah we've got Newcastle eight o'clock on Saturday. Um, Right, what was my I'd one right, also one more thing I just need to pick up on as well, because it's annoyed me a little bit. The the people who are like being like, Ooh, Darwin Nunes has got Pep on strings. Mate, Pep couldn't care any less. <laughs> Pep couldn't give a fuck any less. Pep they've literally it's like, Oh my god, I can't believe it. Darwin Nunes has got Pep on strings. Lul. It's like Okay, well, Pep just won a treble. I'm sure he doesn't care about that. He's on six out of seven last Premier Leagues against Liverpool. Pretty sure he doesn't really care about this. And also in the in terms of the who's a, who's a better striker, Darwin Nunes or Erling Haaland, the bloke who just scored fifty Premier League goals in forty eight games, I'm pretty sure he doesn't care. I, I I just you know when like this is me feeling old. I I like I, I just think that it's like it's not it's not. Imp- I, I I understand kind of why you would be like a bit excited about it as a fan, but I also think it's fucking tragic the amount of people that are like, oh, Lou, he's got him on strings, Lou, like. No, who fucking cares? What well, um did he call him a boldy or something? I don't know. I don't know what he did. But also, if like I could call Pepper Boldy, I could call Darwin Nunes or, or whatever. But also, Darwin Nunes is going to have the last laugh against me because he's fucking earning 150 grand a week playing professional football. And also, in the same sense, Darwin Nunes can call Pep Guardiola a boldy, but also Pep's significantly more successful than Darwin Nunes has ever been, who's just won the league at Benfica and a community shield. So, yeah. All right. Well done, mate. You called me a boldy and you got away with it for 15 seconds. Oh, wow. And you got you got Darwin Susan and that weird geezer that sings Darwin songs on TikTok thinking you're, uh, <laughs> thinking you're a hero. But also, 
is this? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, well done for listening to us speak for 35 minutes. Yeah. We've accidentally gone over too much. So we're going to split this into two podcasts. Um, if you haven't already, follow us on socials at MateHGW on Instagram, on TikTok. Dono's running the TikTok. I'm running the Instagram. There's no TikToks. There's an obscene amount of Instagram posts and stories. <laughs> so, you know, so you know who's running it better and who's taking this more seriously. God bless. Love you all. Goodbye from me. See you later. In a bit.